Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Sheepdog Dad podcast. My name is Stuart Jackson, and I am the founder and host of the Sheepdog Dad. Before we get this episode started, I want to give just a slight apology if you can hear some uh, more than usual background noise during this intro. I'm currently standing in the kitchen as opposed to being somewhere secluded and by myself. I've got the dishwasher running. I've got Mickey Mouse on in the background because I'm on toddler duty while my wife recovers from the birth of our new daughter. But that's how life is, men. That's what we got to do. We got to make sure that we take care of what we need to take care of. We adjust where we need to, and we still make things happen even whenever circumstances are not the most in our favor. And let's be honest, I'm very, very lucky to be able to be home while my wife recovers, be home for an extended period of time to be with our son, take care of him, keep him entertained while my wife recovers and takes care of our new daughter. So with that, we'll continue on with our episode as usual. Visit thesheepdogdad.com to read articles, listen to podcasts such as this, and sign up for coaching geared towards men, young men and boys who wish to become responsible stewards of themselves, their families, and society. Please join us on our journey to protect the flock. On this episode, we are joined by David Kroll. Dave is a BJJ brown belt, and Dave has started his own way of giving back to the jiu-jitsu community with a new podcast and website called the BJJ Executive. And with that, on this podcast, Dave and I discuss how he wants to take the stories of individuals who have used the lessons of BJJ and applied them to their personal and professional lives. So with that, enjoy the podcast. Hey, Dave, can you hear me okay? Stuart. I got you just fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to hop on, especially after the busy weekend you have had of traveling in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the fun though, man. I mean, I wish I could complain, but uh, it would all be made up. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, yeah, again, thanks so much for, for hopping on. I am really looking forward to our conversation and I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do in the future with the BJJ executive. I think that's going to be so interesting of sitting down with jujitsu practitioners and whether they be individuals who are joining it for competition and they're looking for, you know, some type of healthy outlet for their competitive nature, or if there's someone more like me, who's just a hobbyist and looking for uh, a good workout, but also some good social interaction. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing from the guests and hearing about those lessons. And so I think we'll just hop right into it and get the conversation started. If that sounds good. Good, good stuff. And, and I guess I have to say, man, I mean, for a hobbyist, um, I mean, you've put some time into it as well, because I think we I think we ran into each other up in uh, up in Maine, if, I, okay. if I'm not mistaken, you look awfully familiar. And you know, um, it's funny, I I attended uh, at the emerging camp 2021 was my first year attending. Okay. And I was scheduled to attend in 2020, and then had it carry over to 21. And it was funny, I was stopped by a guy up there who was just like, Hey, great to see you again, man. It's been a while. And I'm like, I don't, I've never met you, man. This is my first time here, but whoever that guy is must be a pretty good looking guy. So uh, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What, so a, what an experience. So, man, 
Yes. You know, I, um, it's so funny you talk about that with origin because I have, uh, I'm just their, their demographic customer. I mean, mm -hmm. I, all my origin, all my geese are origin. My, my rash guards are origin, you know, and I've just, I've bought in hook, line and sinker and I'm happy to have done that, you know, with belts yeah. and boots and, uh, jeans, hoodies. I wish it got colder down here on the coast, uh, where yeah. I could invest in even more of their hoodies. And so I think it's an awesome company. I love seeing what they're doing and just how fast they're growing. I couldn't imagine being, uh, on the entrepreneurial side of it, that really not only whenever I got, um, whenever I found origin with, of course, with Jocko podcast, I had just started my jujitsu journey around that time. And so I've liked it just as much for the entrepreneurial aspect. And I can't imagine what, what they're getting from the major, uh, apparel companies, energy drink, comp energy drink companies that are starting to lose customers because origin is, is finding individuals like you and I, who want to buy, you know, made in the U S stuff who want to yeah. buy quality stuff. We're willing to pay a little bit more. And so, so yeah. And then the immersion camp was just even, even more of it's just such an awesome experience. I've, I've made a couple friends there that I still have kept in touch with over the last two years. Uh, one guy lives in, uh, lives in Vermont and another guy in California. And it's just, uh, been, just it's just an awesome experience that jujitsu brings so many people together and i'm sure you've heard it too that pete roberts has said that jujitsu is the the new melting pot of america and i'm yeah. sure you've seen that uh much more than i have for sure well i mean i totally it's funny that you said that because um it was pete that actually kind of inspired me to do the bjj executive oh, i mean at least at yeah. least indirectly i mean it mm -hmm, wasn't like mm -hmm. Pete gave me some words of wisdom and pushed me on the back or anything like that but but uh he made some comments along the way about it might have been bjj weekly it might have been some of what he was originally doing with origin but he talked about this sort of communal aspect and that you know he was giving back to the jiu-jitsu community and I had been, I guess you could say like in the game for doing something on a jujitsu platform for a while. I just didn't know what it was. And partly because of my business wiring and whatnot. I mean, I was always looking for some sort of commercial angle to it. And um, when I heard Pete's take on that, I was like, you know what? Like, it doesn't have to be about anything other than just giving back. And, and I mean, to be honest, that's really what it, what it's, what it's there for. And if four people like it or 4,000 people like it, then I mean, to me, it's a big success because I do think that there's this element of folks that are out there that are like me that have had to just kind of knife fight their way through this journey a little bit, you know, and maybe I got lucky and got the right encouragement at the right time. I mean, I, I don't know what it was, but there've been plenty of stops along the way where I either needed to stop for a bit and was just this close to not starting back up. And, and I hope that some of the encouragement that people hear along the way, and that's going to be a big theme of it is going to be encouragement and sort of, you know, what the lessons are that other people have learned, um, um, and can pass along so that simply don't quit, you know, because yeah. that's the key is that you just got to keep it going. You gotta, you gotta show up tomorrow, you know? So, uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's a nice little segue in there. 
That's that's real great to hear. And I like what you said about Pete Roberts from Origin making comments uh, that are just in, you know, whether they were directly made towards you or you just indirectly picked up. And that's what I have really delved into in the last six months. Well, even longer than that for social media of following indirect mentors, people, people, you know, men, entrepreneurs that you would never have had the opportunity to meet 20 years ago. And now you can almost, you can literally be a part of their lives and get their lessons from them. And so, yeah, I, I found Jocko in early, uh, I want to say spring 2017. Um, I believe you're in Dallas. I'm do, I'm down south of Houston. And mm. uh, about three months after I found Jocko, I was a little over a year behind in the Jocko podcast. We flooded from Hurricane Harvey. And so whenever I was here doing anything I could every weekend, any almost any spare moment, you know, whether it was cleaning up or doing what little work I could do or preparing for contractors, whatever it was, Jocko and Echo were in my ears that entire time. And yeah. it just has, it just seeped in my, into my subconscious on some levels. And now I guarantee I have heard Jocko Willink speak more than I have my own wife. And we've been married for yeah. five and a half years. Yeah, and that's funny. Yeah. And yeah. so that, and, uh, and also what you said about following people and just encouraging them not to quit, you know, I, uh, I'm sure you're familiar. I do not know the, the gentleman's name, but he runs the Matt made, uh, Instagram and he has, uh, always has little clips of individuals with their own, your own, uh, their own story of their jujitsu journey. And just hearing about just anyone from white collar to blue collar to military, everyone has their own reasons for being on the mat. And yeah. it's just so interesting on, on how varying it is but whenever you step on the mat it's just i've been lucky enough to travel to you know traveled a little bit for work and first thing i've done is always look up where can i go train whenever i i have and and most in every gym i've gone to they couldn't be happier to to have someone come in and 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 give that lesson and you know you just you feel like you know people that you've never met before so it's just a it's a crazy world that, uh, you know, it's one of those things that whenever I found it, I didn't know that's what I was looking for. And so no, it's just a good great. way to put it. I, I mean, and how lucky are you too? I mean, like nowadays, of course, jujitsu is a lot more mainstream and it's easier to find places, but it really, it really mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago where, um, you know, it wasn't exactly hidden, but, but, uh, you know, you might not have a black belt in the area even, you know, so, um, in some places still don't, but I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. But like nowadays, if you're in a major metropolitan area, then, I mean, you got to have some serious blinders on if you couldn't find like super high level um, places to, to, to go train. And, and um, yeah, so it's, it's good to be able to stumble upon it. And I'm the same yeah. way, Stuart, like when I travel, I mean, I, I do the same. I've got places now that are almost like home away from home. Mm. Um, there's stops along the way that I'll kind of like frequent, like a lot of my, my work team are, are in Ireland. And so whenever I go over to Ireland, which is quite a, quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, I've got a gym in Dublin. And when I show awesome. up, they're like, Hey Dave, how's it going? How's the kids? <laughs> I mean, like it's, still, it's no different than here in, in, in DFW. And, and so, uh, um, I love it. And likewise, we have people that come in. Um, we have a guy 
that um, he works up in Toronto and every once in a while he's down in Dallas. And it's funny because when he comes into town, it's the same, man. I mean, he's totally a guest. He's living out of a suitcase in a hotel here in the Dallas area while he's, while he's working. But when he's here, he stops by, he trains. And I mean, he's just one of the team when he's here. So um, I think that's super unique. And, and this really is, I don't remember what Pete's words were, but it really is kind of a melting pot, mm -hmm. um, all demographic classes, all different sort of backgrounds and whatnot. And, uh, uh, it's one of the things I love about it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a quick funny story, and then we can. I, I really would like to hear about your background too. Uh, I'll tell you a real quick funny story. There was what you're saying about you have to have blinders on to not be able to find a gym to go go train at. There's uh, there are at least two that are within a seven minute drive, and now there's at least four within a 12 minute drive of home of, you know, an MMA jujitsu gym. I <laughs> yeah. went to one, I went to one for a free class, walked in and I thought this was very telling. I walked in, there's someone at the front desk and then they got, they had a couple octagons and, and no one greeted me. No one said, Hey, you know, can I help you? Cause obviously I'd look out of place cause I'm extremely nervous. Don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> right, right. Wondering what, what am I doing here? And there were two guys who now looking back on it, they were obviously training for some type of MMA competition and they were just going at it in the octagon. And I watched for about 30 seconds and then I just left. I was like, this is not for me. This, whatever this is, is not for me. And yeah. then thankfully enough, uh, there was, uh, a, I didn't give up on finding the right place. Second place I went to, uh, it was a great experience of getting, you know, getting that introductory class signed up. And what's really funny is that that gym, it's just a total martial arts studio where they offer jujitsu and, and kids and adult karate, Krav Maga. They offer a lot of variations on classes. And I actually did kids karate there for about six months whenever I was in elementary school. And just really? so it's so cool that, <laughs> you know, that I was there and then I left and then it's the school is still there, the same owners, the same family. And it's just been, it's really just been a blessing of, finding that place and just knowing like, okay, this is where I belong. I didn't need to, to try out any other gyms whenever I came across yeah. that place. I knew that's where I needed to be. And so it's, yeah. a, huge, it's a personal component to it, man, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody's got their own tastes. And, and, uh, when I've had a lot of people that have asked me like, Hey, I, I heard you do jujitsu and you know, maybe it's a neighbor or something like that. And they want to get started. I mean, I, I highly recommend the place that I, I train, but even with that, I always tell them like, look, you, you might come and it might not be the place for you. You know, you, you, there's a lot of places you can try out and maybe proximity is more important to you. Maybe it's feel, maybe it's schedule. I mean, um, everybody's got their own tastes. And so it is a very personalized experience when you go and you get into something. And, and, uh, um, so it's, uh, something I think everybody could relate to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say that too on just proximity schedule. Whenever I started, we jujitsu was only night classes and now we've grown so much that we offer a 5 a.m. class and an evening class. And wow. now our 5 a.m. class outnumbers our evening class. And just because it is, it's just so Man. convenient. It's so That's convenient. You come in, yeah. You come in, you get your workout done, and, uh, you know, you feel great for the rest of the day. And so, yeah, it's been now. No, I'll tell you what's hardcore is you get guys going to the morning and evening class. And we do have a couple yeah. guys doing that for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a morning uh, guy. I like, I like the morning class. I love oh, getting yeah. in there and, and doing it. 
And uh, but uh, I need to come and, and read the recipe book on on, on how y'all got everybody showing up to the five a.m. class because I'm I feel you like know, I'm constantly recruiting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's just well for me it was yes I'm a morning person. I liked the idea of getting my workout done and out of the way, and it just man I don't know what it was, but it's uh yeah it's just it really took off. Well, well, Ed, Dave, I am embarrassed to say, but are embarrassed to ask, but how long exactly have you been training jujitsu, your belt level, and uh, just your background and how you got into the sport? Sure, no problem. Um, and no need to be embarrassed at all. And, and um, I started um, back formally back in 2007 is mm. when I is when I began. Um, but backing up a little bit, when I was in the military, the Marine Corps had started um, what I, I, I and I might be a little bit out of date on this, but they have what was called the McMap Marine Corps Martial mm -hmm. Arts Program. And it was a new program that they put out. And the purpose of it was really to sort of like formalize what had really been just kind of loose training standards on hand to hand combat and whatnot. And mm -hmm. in that they incorporated a lot of elements of what is Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And when they started rolling it out, like we would do instructionals on like, it was basic stuff, right? Not everything is applicable. Like when you have like combat gear on and everything, mm. but like the guard, um, we even had a couple arm bars in there <laughs> and, and, and stuff. And we would watch these videos of like the early UFCs and some of the pride fights and K1 in Japan um, as examples on like how this stuff works. And, and uh, I just started getting the itch. And so that was probably like 2003, 2002 timeframe. And, um, and then I started looking for a formal place to train. And so over the years, um, I've moved, um, you know, work has taken me here and there, and that kind of prolongs, um, you know, kind of the learning curve at different places. Mm -hmm. I mean, anytime you go to a new school, I mean, you need to give um, the school the courtesy of some time to get to know you, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. um, as you're promoting people up, I mean, it's kind of a personal thing. And, um, and then I've taken some time off over the years as well. Um, but I'm a brown belt um, at uh, the Double Five Highland Village location here in, in the DFW area. It's an affiliation that is um, ran in the U.S. by a guy named Rafael Formiga Barbosa, fifth degree black belt um, under uh, Andre Dedeco, which you would have known mm -hmm. from, from the main camps, um, who is under De La Hiva down in Brazil. Um, and one of the nicest guys in the world, he's going to be on the podcast. In fact, we're actually doing an interview tomorrow at, Excellent. Um, uh, in the studio, you know, which mm. I'm pretty, ex I'm pretty excited about. So you'll get to hear direct from him on, you know, kind of his background and, and, um, you know, his experience over thousands and thousands of students and what that's, and what's that's, um, you know, taught him as it relates to, you know, life, business, jujitsu and all those good things. And so, um, I got the bug pretty hard about two years ago. I had taken a little bit of time <laughs> off COVID and that's when I joined Formica's gym. And um, I mean, like you, you know, you mentioned that that sort of, when you walked into the place that you're at, one, you know what you don't like, um, you know, you didn't like uh, the environment or something about the, the place that you had sort of described first. But then, you know, when you got to the place mm -hmm. that you're at, you know, this is sort of home for you. And that's how Devil Five has been for me. Um, it's, a, it's a family environment, but it's full of hardcore competitors that welcomes anybody from a professional athlete to, you know, the weekend warrior and anything in between. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been uh, it's been a fantastic place to train. Excellent. Well, and with, with now with the BJJ executive, 
And so it sounds like this has been something that's just kind of been in the back of your head for a little while. And it just is one of those things that it's now like, okay, I gotta, I gotta jump on this and start putting, putting something together. Is that kind of how it's come to be? Totally. And um, I mean, it is, you're exactly right. Like it's been something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, And it really was just kind of, um, I, I don't know if there was some, big propellant that came out of one of the camps, but I did go to the camp this year again. And when I got home, I decided, look, let's just start putting this thing in motion. Because like I said, the, the, the point of it is just straight up communal. Like I, I, I want this to be um, just my small contribution back to the community. And um, I hope that it could do other things in the future. I hope it could bring people together in ways that I haven't even imagined yet. Um, but I know what my journey was like and you know i had to move like you know work took me different places i've had um a a lot of drains just on the capacity of my time over the years where for prolonged periods of time i haven't been able to escape the office by you know six o'clock or seven o'clock in order to get to one of the classes and maybe i couldn't have even gotten up early enough to get to whatever class was available in the mornings and so that takes its drain on it and when I see what jujitsu has given me um, now, I would have been severely lacking in, in just the quality of my life and everything that's come along with my recent re-entry into um, the jiu-jitsu world. And I don't want everybody else to feel alone, number one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people that you just can't control that, right? I mean, like you've got to be able to go and you've got a career. I'm never going to suggest that, look, put your career on hold and go train jujitsu as a hobby. Like that would be stupid. <laughs> you know, your kids got birthdays, your kids have uh, soccer games, you know, those are on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. And that's probably when the class you want to go to is on as well. And you have to have your priorities straight. That stuff's going to happen. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, um, um, you know, you can't have a little bit of all and schedules change, you know? So, um, like I said, this is something that is meant to just throw those words of encouragement out there. And, and I always wondered, like, am I, am I here by myself? You know, cause I, you know, the guy to the, the left of you and the guy to the right of you are just probably, um, you know, living in, in a little bit same and a little bit different. But if you're comparing yourself to a college student who is the guy, like you said, that can get up at uh, four o'clock in the morning in time to get up, um, get, get, get some food in them and get to the mats. And then you see him again at night, but you've got a job, you've got two kids. I know you've got a newborn at the house. I mean, like your priorities need to be on other things other than getting two times training in a day and get your geese cleaned and all that other stuff. Um, you know, if that's your comparison and that's the bellwether that you're setting for yourself, then man, um, it could end up being a pretty disappointing journey. And, um, and so I feel like people hearing that and hearing that story might just stretch things out for them a little bit and get them over to the next phase. Because um, the phase of life that I'm at right now, I've got more time, I've got more capacity in order to be able to focus on these types of things. But I still needed to get over that, you know, that cliff, I needed to get over mm-hmm. that curve and get to the other side. Um, I had the right people around me that helped me get there. And, and, uh, and uh, so I want to put a spotlight on that. And, uh, and hopefully it's useful to people. Yeah. And have you have, have you found yourself sharing these thoughts of what you're uh what you're envisioning for the bjj executive have you found yourself sharing those lessons already with individuals on the mat who are coming on you know those whether they be you know a newer white belt who is 
been consistent and now they're starting to plateau slightly or um or i'm i shouldn't say that they've been consistent but they're still getting you know smashed for lack of a better term or you know <laughs> right. that that uh blue belt who is seeing themselves plateau and they really need some encouragement to to keep coming back uh have you found yourself already having those conversations without hitting the record button absolutely i mean it like first of all everybody <laughs> and, and it goes back to jujitsu, right? Mm -hmm. Like, to be totally honest, I mean, I was a little self-conscious about some of it coming out of the gate. Like, look, I'm I'm going to do a podcast. Like, I don't even have an Instagram account, so I needed to go figure out. Like, mm -hmm. the learning curve on a lot of this stuff is <laughs> was pretty steep for me. I'm not I'm not the most technology forward of an individual, and so you know, getting all the equipment, getting all that stuff set up. Once I started talking openly about it with folks and, and sharing. And so I don't know what the path that, um, that you took um, to get your started was, but for me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get an intro recorded. I wanted to get a website put up so that when I was inviting people like Formiga, for example, like Formiga is one of my heroes. I mean, he's, a, he's been a mentor to me. Um, I mean, he's a legend in the jujitsu world. I didn't want to just like send him a text and ask him if he wanted to come on because number one, I didn't want to put him in an awkward situation. I wanted him to be able to kind of hear what my vision was on it. Mm -hmm. um, and once I did that and people started listening to that in the gym and, and, you know, in and outside, the amount of encouragement that just got poured into me was like, it's, it's exactly what you would expect. <laughs> into Everybody had something good to say. And offered a hand on some of the AV setup, which, you know, as I mentioned, I'm kind of a, you know, probably at the third grade level. <laughs> and, uh, and then also just sharing their own story. Like, man, you don't, you have no idea how, how much I can relate to that or like how, you know, or I know somebody or I know several people that are kind of in that same boat where they've, you know, managed building up a career or have really taxing personal lives at home or whatnot. And, and, um, you know, so jujitsu's had to take a back seat in many different occasions through life. And believe it or not, like even some of the guys that are at the professional level, I mean, um, man, the margins there of improvement are, are small. You need encouragement um, at all levels. And so um, it's not just limited to the blue belts and the purple belts and the brown belts. I mean, I think that there's black belts here as well that, that need to get through their next phase. I mean, you get your black belt, you're, you know, I mean, you got a whole new target on your back and mm -hmm. you're getting older, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of, uh, not everybody is the 25 year old, you know, adult <laughs> world champion, you know, <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's really what you're saying. I can really relate to a lot of it. Like there's so many, so many areas of it just from jujitsu and then from starting, just like what you said, starting my own podcast and what is the vision for that? And, uh, you know, let's just say for jujitsu. Yeah. If I could go five days a week, I, I sure would just, but I would go cause I know it's a great workout, but also because it's like, well, I get to hang out with my friends every day. And yeah. uh, if I could do more competitions, I wish I got into jujitsu earlier before, you know, I was married and started having kids just to have that opportunity to test myself. But now it's like, well, just like what you said, we've got a newborn, we've got a toddler at home. And oh, by the way, 
uh, I've got work on Monday morning at eight o'clock. I can't be going, you know, I can't, I can't go and go against some, like what you said, some 25 year old who's out there trying to qualify for ADCC and he holds on to an arm bar for a little too long. And now I'm, I'm injured and off the mat and I got to figure out, you know, how am I going to juggle work with this injury? And then with the encouragement part, for me, just on my my own personal story, what I am wanting to do with this and with my LLC that I've started attached to the podcast is I'm just looking for additional avenues of income. I don't know what it's going to turn into. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, just all affiliate marketing of some type of, you know, a passive income that way. If I'll end up meeting someone that it can become a, a good business partnership. Um, but for me, it was just, okay, I'm pretty, you know, my career has done pretty well, but the next level would be executive leadership. And right now with two under two at home, I don't have, I don't have uh, the ability to give an executive leadership position the attention that it deserves. I'm not in that season of life. And so it's like, well, then I just need to you know, look for something outside of work and outside of, you know, I'm currently in the public sector. I've never had a job in the private sector. I've never had a job job working for myself. And so it's like, well, I'm going to go down this journey and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to emulate and do what the successful people are doing. So like you can see here <laughs> yeah. on my, on my zoom profile picture, I've got a nice professional picture done. That it was, was from, <laughs> that's from a guy from jujitsu who does professional photography and AV stuff. And so it's like, Hey man, I need some nice professional pictures to put on a website I'm building. Can you help me out? And he's like, yep, sure. And I asked him, you know, how much is that going to be? And he said, just pay me whatever you think is fair. That was his response. It's like, oh, come on. You can't even, can't get anyone who you can't find many people who want to see you succeed, who take time out of their day, out of their business and just say, pay me what you think is fair, you know, for that. Totally. Yeah. And, and he gave me some barter system. That's right. That's exactly right. He gave me some, some tips on, um, on the website building on equipment for, for the podcast. And so you're absolutely right. I was in the same boat you were, uh, just about six months ago. And so, uh, so I have no doubt you'll get it. You'll, you'll get it figured out for sure. There's plenty of guys at jujitsu who can, they can either help you out or they can get you in touch with someone who can help you out for sure. It's so true. People are so generous with their, with their resources as well. And, and, I had a guy that was, um, he was in a car of somebody who I had invited onto the podcast. And, Hmm. you know, like I said, I sent him the intro and, you know, it's seven minutes, you know, so it's not a huge investment of time. They listened to it on the way to a church retreat up in uh, Northwest uh, part of of Texas. And um, I hadn't seen him since he had gotten back and he was teaching one of the kids class and he walks up and he's like, man, I heard the podcast on the way with, um, you know, with the guys and, it was amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for you. Another guy heard him talk about that and came up to me and he said, Hey, look, if you need any help, like, um, I'm in a band and also I do a lot of like audio video work and I've got some stuff on Spotify. He said to me, which by the way, is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
And he gave it a listen, gave me some free feedback, which really made a big difference in the quality of it. And all it cost was, you know, um, a friend, basically, you know, and, and so I hope I can reciprocate at some point to the guy. But um, I mean, all of that was unsolicited. Like he was just like, hey, look, I think what you guys are doing is great. And I'm sure you you feel that way as well. And I've listened to several of your podcasts and and it seems like like in terms of the path I and mean, we have a very similar vision. Let's just get this thing going and see where it goes. So that's uh, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And so with your podcast and website name, the BJJ Executive, uh-huh. So uh, you're obviously, you're still working. You obviously have a full-time job. Sounds like you're probably in the private sector. And of course, you don't need to say exactly what you do or who you work for or anything like that if you don't want to. But sure. it sounds like you're very similar to me where you are moving forward with the BJJ executive while still doing the full-time job and really just like what you just said, just going to see where this goes. Don't know where it's going to go, but, <laughs> right. but you have this vision and you have, uh, it's real interesting. I had a gentleman on the podcast who told me it was really awesome way how he phrased it. He said, you know, the higher, a higher power, God, whoever you believe in someone somewhere is speaking to you on, okay, I need to see this through whether it fails or it doesn't just because I need to see what what's going to happen. And that was a great way that that a guest summed that up for me on what I'm feeling. So it sounds like that's pretty much what uh, what you're experiencing, too. A hundred percent, man. And I mean, and like just to touch on the career for a bit, I mean, I, I when I got out of the Marine Corps, I my first job was as an aircraft mechanic. Um, that's what I did in the military. And I got all the requisite licensing and whatnot. So I could get started in that in the private sector. And um, I went to work for a major US airline. Um, but after September 11th, it was it was just difficult in the airline industry. And so I sort of took it as a kind of slap to the back of the head and said, I, I need to get myself a gear here. Um, and I went and studied finance and got my MBA sort of started kind of pursuing that path. And, and, um, and then I've been the CFO of an aerospace company for the last 10 plus years. I've moved, a lot, uh, moved around a lot for that type of a role, um, but I love it. It's, it's great. It's, uh, uh, you know, I work with great people, I'm challenged. I've got a good team. I've got, um, um, there's a lot of good things that go with that, but I mean, there's also a lot of other things that you could sort of dip your toe into and start getting some seeds planted and see where the roots take off. And, and, you know, just like I said at the beginning, I mean, not everything has to be some massive commercial enterprise. Um, and going back to the roots of origin, I mean, you know, we were talking about that at the very beginning, they've been very open about how that journey has been. In fact, that's probably one of the more appealing elements to it because it's about as entrepreneurial as it gets. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy literally rescued a, you know, a, a dinosaur piece of machinery from a warehouse and then cut down a bunch of trees in his backyard and built a factory. You know, nobody ever really sees <laughs> that yeah, piece. No one... you, know, you see this major enterprise now, which they are going to go far. I mean, they've oh. got, they've been recapitalized. They've got this with funding. They've got, you know, all kinds of support around them and the, the powerhouses of, of um, the world that are going to, you know, help them reach new heights. But I mean, um, if you just sort of picked up in that point in the journey and said, this is, you know, um, God, I wish I had that. 
I mean, go back to look at some of Pete's early videos from like a mm. decade ago or more. Look at the yeah, emerging camp videos. I yeah. mean, my gosh, there's so look good. at how little white and gray is in his beard from that long <laughs> totally, ago. Yeah, to now. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No one no one sees the up at night pacing whenever he remortgaged his house for capital. hundred percent. Yeah. So a hundred percent. And so like for me, and you know, this is not, this is not something that's going to replace all of my income. This is, but I do want to do something with jujitsu in the future. And um, I hope this becomes a start of it. You know, like if this is something that uh, provides some visibility or creates um, some excitement or some momentum, then um, I certainly hope that that um, ends up being the case at some point. Yeah. And, and now with technology, with leveraging social media, you can really build a business for very, very low startup. Now, of course, you know, origin something that with a, that requires manufacturing and a, a product that you can touch, you know, require shipping, things like that. Something that needs to be built. Yeah. That's going to require much more of a massive financial, uh, financial investment. And, but yeah, just you and I, we're definitely kind of a, on a similar path of just seeing where this goes. And, and so with you being in, in finance and, and being in, in jujitsu and, you know, being a brown belt, you're still competing. You just competed this past weekend. What has been the reception of your coworkers, you know, presidents from your company, your, your colleagues and, and counterparts, what has been that reaction whenever you say you trained jujitsu? Cause I'd like to hear your answer before I give you, give you my answer from my <laughs> colleagues. Well, <laughs> there's, there is a, it's a wide range mm. and I will tell you, and <laughs> I, I probably ought to be somewhat discreet about this, but like. I mean, I have, I've made hires <laughs> because of jujitsu <laughs> before. <laughs> I, uh, in the middle of an interview once, a guy had commented on, um, I had just had a, uh, a big blow up on my ear. You know, uh, unfortunately it's sort of a, um, you know, one of the perils of our sport mm. and I had my ear drained. And so I had a bunch of stitches in it and I'm interviewing this guy for an analyst position and just turns out that he trained jujitsu as well. <laughs> and I can't, I mean, he was a highly qualified individual, but I, I would be, a little bit naive if I didn't say that that might have influenced me a little mm. bit. So it has undoubtedly snuck into the workplace, whether everybody else realizes it or not. But I mean, to be more direct on the answer, I mean, some of the colleagues make those silly, you know, uh, uh, you know, martial art movie sounds and mm. whatnot, you know, because they just don't have any idea. Some people think it's wrestling. Some people just have no clue. Um, but I have learned that this is definitely like a love hate type of a thing. And you know, going around the office saying, Hey man, I really think you should come joining me at jujitsu tonight. Like I've, I've probably gotten zero people, um, that have actually, that have actually done that as a, as a result. So I kind of keep it to myself. People know I do it every once in a while. I come up with the, you know, errant black eye or something mm -hmm. like that from, a you know, a, a bad landing or, or some accident that happened. And, and, uh, at this point in life, people just kind of shrug it off and they just say, it's just Dave and his silly hobbies, you yeah. know? So, uh, and I laugh it off too. Yeah. I think, uh, I think most people think, I don't know if you watch the office, but I think most people think that we're standing in a kid's class doing kids karate or something. <laughs> totally. And, yeah. Uh, totally. Cause I've even had family members who have asked me, Oh, how's that? How's karate going? And it's like, well, it's jujitsu. It's a little bit different. It's and, a little different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, exactly. Just a, a I had little. a, I had a video get loose once 
and it was it was of a class and I had a friend of a friend, I guess, I don't know how it was connected, but I ended up in the video and it was in a sparring session and we were, I mean, it was, it was sort of a savage session. Mm. Um, and I think people sort of realized at that point, like, man, like you guys are going to town on each other. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is what it is. I mean, this is kind of what we do. And, and that's why we like it, you know, it was, at least that's one of the reasons we like it. So, uh, you know, um, but anytime people decide to, you know, throw in some, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, derogatory comments about it of rolling around with each other or something silly, you know, I just invite them to the class, man. Like, come on out. If you think yep. it's like that, then, uh, you know, it's a, there's a free class, you know, I'll, I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. And, you know, what you're saying about that sparring session, you know, getting, getting a little physical and, Whenever I went my first day, because uh, I'm I'm six three, uh, about two forty, and I thought no one's gonna mess with me. I've got good situational awareness. I'm not gonna I'm not an easy. You know, I don't look like an easy victim, so no one's gonna mess with me. I'll be fine. And then I go to my first class and just get thrown around like a rag doll by you know everybody. Have no wind, can't keep up, and so that's when I say, okay, I need to go back just to be able to actually defend myself. That's, that's what I need to go. <laughs> yeah. And then you start to develop friendships and those have become my main friendships now have been all through jujitsu. And so now I go back for the social aspect, but also just like what you said too, of it's almost like this primal thing of you're, you're pretty much fighting to the death or fighting to injury. But the reason why that doesn't happen is someone taps, you know, before that happens. And it's just something about kind of testing yourself against another individual, uh, totally. over and over again. And just, you can, you take those lessons and if you do, you know, sometimes they stick with you all throughout the day or until the next time you get on the mat and other times it's like, well, got a good workout in. So now I got to go to work. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely understand what you're, what you are, what you're talking about. Well, I, I guarantee that you are somebody's favorite training partner. Then if you're, if you're six, three and two forty, I was having a conversation with a guy that's about that size. Um, I don't know, like a week ago or uh, recently. And he's, he got his blue belt about a year ago or, mm. or, or, or so, and he hurt himself and he's just not getting back onto the mat. And he was just discouraged a little bit. And, um, he's probably 35 or, or, mm. or, or so. And so his body's not healing like it used to. And I told him, I'm like, dude, you are one of my most effective training partners because I need like not and this, I don't want to make this sound like, um, uh, I'm, I'm, building myself up or pushing him down at, at, or at all, but like where he's at in his training and where I'm at in mine, like I need to be able to roll with him because mm -hmm. like for new things that I'm learning, he doesn't know them yet. And yeah. so like, I need a guy that's 240 pounds that I can try to sort of start getting some angles on and working some of these new techniques. And when he doesn't show up, I mean, I miss that opportunity right there. And if I'm going to go against somebody and put on a new technical move with somebody that's my size and has my same experience, then, you know, I'm not going to learn it, you know, or at least it's going to take me a lot longer to learn it. So, you know, good for you for going back after, <laughs> you know, the, the humbling experience. I mean, I went through the exact same thing and, and uh, you know, some people don't come back. So, yep. Um, yes, it's very interesting to think back on how many people have not come back over, 
you know, three, you know, they come consistently, you know, a month, three months, however long, and then they just, they just stop coming. And that guy, your, your favorite training partner, uh, it sounds like exactly like me. I'm 36 and I keep telling myself, I got to figure out how to get an ice bath here at the house. Just cause I <laughs> we were doing, we were doing some, uh, some foot sweeps and uh, a couple oh, no. of weeks ago, gosh, it was, it was probably a month ago now. And, you know, of course, as you know, you're supposed to kind of cup your foot and scoop that ankle, but there were a lot of shin sure. kicks that day oh, and I'm they sure. were hurting for yeah. a while. And so <laughs> yeah, I keep, uh, like fun. yeah, I keep trying to get our, our gym owner to, to buy a cold tub. And I, I sent him a link one time and said, Hey, what would it take to, to get this, uh, cold tub installed at, at the gym? And he said, looks like it would cost about $5,000. So let me know when you're ready for that. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's funny. I imagine he says, Hey, look, I'm going to get a kiddie pool in the backyard. You guys <laughs> yeah. show me that you'll use it. I'll, I know. I'll consider it in the CapEx plan for next year. <laughs> and that's exactly right. Cause it's like, uh, I would hate to do it, but you know, even if it just be for five minutes, I need to, to do something to, yeah. to heal up just a little bit more. And, and now with, uh, the newborn at home, uh, we got the Peloton. I'm trying to do a little bit more cross training just to, cause it's going to be about a, about a month till I'm back on the mats just to stay home and help out. And so, uh, so yeah, uh, so that's been nice of, uh, maybe take the time to heal up the shins a little bit and, uh, but keep my wind up and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's um, a journey. There's a lot of different ways to get there. So <laughs> very much so. And so, well, with, um, with now your, you know, you're setting up your, uh, you're setting up some guests, you're, you got your, your website going, you just got to get a little bit more content on there. And so how has that been searching for individuals who are not full-time, you know, BJJ athletes, they're not gym owners. They are just like you and I, who are, you know, we're doing the you know the family thing the the work thing and and mm -hmm. we go when we can how has that been trying to find individuals to uh to get their input and get their story for uh for the bjj executive well it's 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 been i guess scope creep would be the word that i would use because originally when i thought about this i i wanted it to be very very limited i wanted it to be somebody that was kind of like myself you know somebody that was um uh, you know, running a company or had started a company or was, you know, an executive at a company or something like that. And it was just too limited, you know, and it was also, it wasn't accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish. And, and this, the, the story, I, I suppose, and what I'm looking to troubleshoot here isn't limited to those people either. And so now I've kind of expanded it a little bit. And right now I I've got a little bit of a sample bias too, because at double five, we have got so many black belts and not all of them are gym owners and not all of them are, um, uh, you know, instructors at the school either. A lot of them just show up here because, um, you know, it's good training. And so, so far I've had a really just big pool of people to pick from and people have been very receptive to it. And so that's going to run out at some point. And the things that I've sort of thought through in terms of like series B, series C, and what will I do next will be um, one, I could have like a blue belt series, for example, you know, like you've put several years into it at this point, you've invested money into it, you've traveled on it. Um, you know, you're thinking about how do you keep your cardio going while, you know, your priorities are focused more on your family right now, which is 100% the right thing to do, in my opinion. 
Um, you know, how, how does that pan out? How does that compare to the next person? There's things that like a brown belt like myself can learn from that too. And, um, you know, also not everything is going to be in the DFW area. Now you've got a good setup here with Zoom. I haven't thought that through all the way so far. What I've, I've kind of told myself, I, I really want everything to be live. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to stick with that or not, but I know a lot of people in a lot of different areas. I mean, think about how many people we met up in Maine. Um, you know, mm. that, I think we had 300 or something people that were there in, in 2021, um, last year or this year, I suppose in 2022, it was bigger next year. It's supposed to be even bigger. Um, I had, I walked away with beyond just superficial context. I mean, like really good people, like the guys that you were talking about in Vermont, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, but we had guys in Wyoming, guys in Idaho, people that had drove up from Phoenix, from California, a guy that I text uh, back and forth with regularly out in California. Uh, we were both purple belts in 2021. And we were the same size and we were training partners together. We, I mean, dude, over a week when you're rolling 10 rounds a day, I mean, you become friends. And so, um, you know, like when you just start thinking about what your network looks like, like the audience and, uh, or not the audience, the, 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 the um, content providers, the people that you'd interview, they're there. It's just a matter of like, how do I, how do I bring that to life? Do I do something that's um, something on zoom or do I travel while I travel? Do I compete while I go um, train at different places? Like all that good stuff. Everybody knows somebody too. I mean, the guy that's out in California, I just mentioned, he trains at Carlson Gracie uh, fight team. And um, I, 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 last year, actually, I met a few of his, um, his training partners. And I mean, you just start pulling on the thread and you put that into like a target rich environment, like jujitsu, where everybody is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, they're just so generous with the resources that they've got and the knowledge that they've got. Um, and I hope it's, I hope it kicks up. I mean, I'm acting like I'm some kind of like salty fleet dog here that has <laughs> done that. I mean, I've literally <laughs> only sampled the, the, the folks that I know, but what I will say is that everybody that I've talked to, like when I talked to Formiga, Formiga has got so many different needles in his arm in terms of his resources and, and people pulling on him. Um, and he's got a business to run. He's a professional athlete. He is, he's got to keep his own professional training schedule up. He's got seminars, privates. Um, you know, time literally is money for him. And when I asked him to do this and I explained what I was looking to do, I mean, it took him like 0.3 seconds to reply. And he's like, hundred percent. I'm in. Yes, definitely. I mean, any, any for the avoidance of doubt. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, so the amount of support has just been overwhelming and I hope that keeps up, you know? Yeah. And with like what you said with the jujitsu community being so giving it's like we all want to see everyone else succeed we all want to see not right. only that next you know the improvement on the mat that next stripe the next promotion but we want to see that uh we want to see that success off the mat too there was a gentleman i was i was able to uh, to interview several weeks ago uh vic his name's vic diaz he um he traveled around the country for, I think, about six months just training jujitsu, and uh, he made a really interesting comment where he said he can go to a new gym, have no, no one there, and within about 10 to 20 seconds of rolling with someone, he can tell you what kind of person they are, and yeah, that is just, I believe it. it really is interesting to think about it. Um, to think about it that way. Cause, cause that's absolutely right. And, uh, and yeah, so, well, I'm 
really looking forward to seeing what you do with the BJJ executive. I'm happy to give you any tips of what I've learned in my six month journey and uh, just share what I can. Uh, I can tell you social media has been just a, a great way of, uh, of finding individuals. And with like what you said, so many people from jujitsu know other people. We have our own stories of you know, whether it be family or business or overcoming personal obstacles and so many people are willing to share, share their story. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing, seeing what you put out there and, and seeing uh, BJJ executive grow. Well, I know awesome. you are, I know you're new to Instagram, but uh, I've got you here where it's BJJ at BJJ executive. And That's then also it. you've got BJJ executive.com. And I, um, and of course, you've got your first intro podcast available. I know yeah. that's on BJJExecutive.com. Is that available also on other? Uh, it's, on Sp it's on Spotify. Spotify, it's on, okay. It's on most. And uh, I, I say that with a huge caveat that yeah. <laughs> I know for sure it's on Spotify. And I've, I've, I've tried to get it on an Apple podcast. And I think it's there now. Um, and then we've got another episode coming out this week. And now that, um, we'll have this thing kicked off, it'll be a little bit more routine. We're going to aim. I know you do a really good job of putting up, um, content every week. I'm going every other week for now. And, and so, mm. uh, anybody that's interested in what we're talking about here today, then like you said, at BJJ executive, bjjexecutive.com, um, for me is going to be the first guest. I know he's going to fill the room with knowledge and, and I can't wait to, you know, do my best to extract that. Um, and then we'll be more routine after that. So, uh, so, uh, and likewise, Stuart, I mean, you're, I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts. I've read some of your postings and I think what you're doing, um, is, is awesome and, um, can't wait to hear more from you as well. Well, I do appreciate you taking up, taking the time, Dave, and before we end the conversation, how did this past weekend go for, uh, for competition? <laughs> well, for Dave Curl, it didn't go that good. I, <laughs> I, I, I learned a ton oh, and, um, and man, I, I, I honestly did, but I will say for the double five team as a whole, we took third in the overall competition, which is really good for such a new affiliation. Um, and, um, I had a blast doing it. So, uh, Waco puts on a good show. It was a lot of fun. And, and I think that was the first IBJJF competition. Um, in Waco. Why they picked Waco, I think it's all kind of one of those life's mysteries. <laughs> but uh, mm -hmm. but uh, anyway, <laughs> I hope they do it again. It was fun. Great. Well, that's great to hear. Well, I do appreciate you coming on. Just hang tight and we'll wrap up offline. Roger that. Thank you for joining this episode of the Sheepdog Dad podcast. Thanks especially to our guest, Dave Kroll, for coming on to discuss the BJJ executive. And remember, you can get in touch and follow Dave on Instagram at BJJ Executive and also BJJExecutive.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review and sign up for our upcoming newsletter. Visit TheSheepDogDad.com for more topics such as this and to sign up for our exclusive coaching service, Protect the Flock. Visit OriginUSA.com and support American jobs and American manufacturing. That is O-R-I-G-I-N-U-S-A.com. OriginUSA manufactures 100% made-in-America BJJ apparel, such as geese and rash guards. They also manufacture jeans, boots, hoodies, and supplements from their Jocko Fuel line and more. Use the code JACKSON10 for 10% off all orders. That is J-A-C-K-S-O-N-1-0 for 10% off all orders at originusa.com. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel.